What's good, gang? It's Kevin from Frank151, and I'm here with the legendary artist. Don't make that face. You legendary, bro. All right. Peter Paid and the super dope Dot Connector. I don't even know what to call you. You are an amazing, beautiful spirit. Kate. Did I like roll my eyes when you said that? Yeah, you gave me a look like, hmm, like everybody says legendary. it. Yeah, you but it's okay. It's okay. Yes, you are legendary. You have been in rooms with amazing people, and you've been in those rooms for a reason. All right. I, so, I guess I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> so, um, can you tell us about? Can you tell us a bit about yourself and your journey as an artist and how you became oh, this boy. great there, name? There, Peter there's Payne. a lot. Maybe here. Like a lot past yeah. seven. Ooh, okay. So, I'm here for it. All right. It's in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. So, you know, grew up in South Brooklyn, just like like around the Coney Island, Brighton Beach area mm -hmm. from Sheepshead Bay. So, early on, um, break dancer who got into graffiti, and I was like a subway train bomber mm -hmm. in the mid to like late 80s. Right around that time, somebody who lives on my block is a, mm -hmm. who now is a super famous house music producer. This guy Todd Terry mm -hmm. produced tons of like freestyle hits, and he's the one that kind of brought house music to early New York. Like he kind of had his own stamp on it, and uh, he lived on my block, and huge influence on me musically. Right. When I was breakdancing, he was our breakdance crew DJ. Mm -hmm. So anytime there was like an event going on, he was there. So I was always around, you know, music. And uh, I wound up like getting into graffiti. I started bombing trains and everything, but always had, you know, the music thing kind of on the side. And I would, had little turntables in my apartment. I would practice. When graffiti kind of ended, I went hard into DJing, and I, I started DJing a lot of clubs throughout the city, Limelight, Red Zone, which definitely before your time, but these oh, are huge... Oh, no, I've heard, I've heard great, infamous, crazy stories about the Limelight, what's it called, the Limelight. Yeah, li yeah, these, yeah. yeah, these clubs are legendary. Yeah. So I kind of went that route for uh, a few years, and at the time, I'm living at home, mm -hmm. and you know, I'm coming home five six o'clock in the morning and this is because i'm djing and I, I was djing after hours also at the time mm -hmm. so there were a lot of mornings i'd come home like the next afternoon and uh my mother wasn't having it and she was <laughs> like like after a while it didn't matter how much money i was making and mm -hmm. not that we made tons of money back then but still i like for you know an 18 19 20 year old kid to have you know a thousand twelve hundred dollars a week cash mm -hmm. in the 80s was not deal. was not bad. Yeah. yeah. Didn't matter. I was quote unquote unproductive to society. Allegedly. So, so I needed to get a real job. So uh and then you know, you know, fighting and stuff, thrown out of the house constantly because I'm not and I wasn't a bad kid. Like I didn't get uh, into drugs and none of that I stuff. I think he was probably the best kid. I, I really like not to toot my own horn, but I, I just I wasn't bad. <laughs> I wrote graffiti and I did stuff like that, but I wasn't like we didn't steal shit and we didn't we didn't really get into trouble. It was just yeah. you know, kids doing what we did back then. Mm -hmm. And um I, I wind up bumping into a friend of mine in the neighborhood who told me he goes oh I, I just got a job working as a helper in the sign shop and I was like I always had my eye on signage like just yeah. from graffiti 
lettering always became like, you know, the way letters are constructed and the way they flow and move. So um, I said to him, like, any chance like you could put in a word for me and get me in like as a helper also? So a couple of days later, he hits me up. He goes, yeah, the guy says come in and he'll, you know, he'll talk to you. So um, I go in there. And you know, I'm talking to the guy, and I, I had also I had gone to high school of art and design, nice. so and, and during the height of like the graffiti era, so yeah. I was around, and you know I, I'm an, an artist, not just you know aside from graffiti and all that, it's just in my blood the the creativity. So um, the owner rolls out on this really lar like large drafting table, rolls out some paper, hands me a pencil, he goes. Make me a sign. So I'm like, the fuck the way. I can curse on this, right? Yeah, of yeah, course. Guys. So I'm like, what the fuck am I, what kind of sign am I going to make? <laughs> so I drew, like the first thing that popped into my head was to draw like a graffiti character holding a sign that said signs. So I go over to him and he goes, he looks at it and he goes, all right, be here tomorrow morning. That I, I didn't know what be here tomorrow morning means. Like, is it I'm going to teach you? You're going to, you know, sweep and mop floors throughout garbage? I had no idea. So I was like, all right, I don't know. So I, I came the next day, and he started teaching me how to actually letter with a brush. And I sucked. It, it's, it's, all, it's really, it's hair glued to a stick, oh, and you have yeah, to, you know. Because your hand needs it, to be stuck. Yeah, essentially, that's like. so. Uh, for months, every day I'm like, this guy's gonna fire me. Like I was scared shit. Not scared, but like I, I, I was yeah. a young kid, and I every day is gonna be my last day because I fucked up constantly. And he walks over to me one day, and he sees I messed something up and the frustration, and he and we were. The, what this sign shop primarily did were paper signs, which would be like, you know, uh, chicken cutlets, two ninety nine a pound. They would go like in butcher windows, and so he goes, "It's just paper. You make a mistake, crumple it up, start over," and it kind of took the pressure off me. And it was really at that point that I think I allowed myself to really like grasp it without the pressure like because uh -huh. every day i think i'm getting fired so yeah. and um yeah and it just it i at that point the progression really started uh -huh. and i just took to it and i fell in love with it like i i i still to this day like i remember at night i would dream about like how i would paint the letter c and just you know the stroke and that enabled me to actually get better because it was almost like I was mentally practicing the hand movements uh -huh. instead of, you know, while I'm not physically doing them. Yeah. It was the same thing kind of with graffiti. I, I remember when I was going to art and design, I had an hour and a half, hour and 45 minute subway commute every day. So I'd sit on the train. The trains were bombed inside. That's and a I would, crazy commute, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's from, a crazy from Sheeps, commute. Sheepshead Bay up to 57th and 2nd. Fucking wild. Was, yeah, it was, yeah, it wasn't fun. So, uh, but I'd sit on the train, and because there was so much graffiti back then, mm -hmm. I would 
kind of deconstruct writers' tags. And you, the, the way a lot of us graffiti writers made, we would make our own ink and make our own markers. You can't get markers that write. Now you can, markers yeah. that write that fat. Back then you couldn't. So we would, um, to make ink, we would take like uh, empty two liter soda bottles, fill it up with, back in the day, instead of like photocopy machines, they had, it was called a rexograph. Okay. So it was actually, it was a sheet of paper, like eight and a half by 11, that was carbon paper. So one side was like this purpley blue ink, and it ran on a machine that, oh, sorry, that would spit out copies. Uh-huh. And it, you kind of had to see the way it was, but it was all, it was a really messy process, but that's the way it was done. So we would take carbon paper and like crumple it up, stuff it in these bottles and just fill as many sheets as we can get in, pour some alcohol in, put the cap on, shake it up, you now have ink. So we would take... Um, that sounds like a dope science experiment. We're about to do yeah, this and, and this is, like, like, That sounds like some <laughs> dope-ass science experiment. This is 14, 15-year-old kids. Yeah. This is what we did. So you we guys would, MacGyvered the shit out of that. Crazy. We would take old like deodorant bottles, like a roll-on, pop yeah. the ball out, clean it out, and then, like a blackboard eraser, was strips. The way the eraser itself was constructed was mm-hmm. strips of felt, like really thick felt. So you strip it off, and now you have this long strip of probably about quarter inch thick felt. You mm-hmm. fold it in half, fill the roll-on bottle with ink, stuff the felt tip in there. And now you got a marker that writes "fat" and gets drippy, and now it's a big thing. Fire. So. When you would look at the way these tags were done inside the subway cars, you could actually see the way like lettering was done because you know you see the strokes. So I would watch, I would look at that and kind of deconstruct it, same way with sign painting with lettering. So um, yeah, so I, I was a sign painter for years. I worked in a in a few different shops. I wound up going out on my own and opening up my own sign shop. And um, I had South Brooklyn on lock with, like, paper signs. Like, I was, if, if you were... You were the guy. You it were was, him. It, it, I you was still him. him. Yeah. Well, yeah. It, it's like, me. early on, it was like, oh, oh, there's my sign, there's my sign, there's my sign. After a while, it's like, all right, whatever. But literally, I had shit everywhere. Uh-huh. And um, I wound up getting the opportunity to work for New York City Department of Transportation. So what happened was I knew everybody in the sign industry. Some guy walks into my shop one day and uh, he goes, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a sign guy. I work for the city. I'm like, work for the city? Just making signs? What freaking signs does the city need? <laughs> he goes, oh, like the highway signs and street signs. I was like, holy shit, I never even thought about where those come from. Yeah, you never thought that'd be an actual job. Yeah, no. So, um, really, really, really nice guy. He lives in in my neighborhood. And um, he goes, I'm going to put you in touch with the union. And if something opens up, then, you know, it's a great, you know, pension benefits and all that stuff. Uh-huh. So, um, this is probably around 90... Seven. So, um, puts me in touch with the union. Every 
three months, six months, I'd reach out to the union. Nope, nothing, nothing. It was so the title, the civil service title of the people that actually make the signs. There's at the time there were only seven in New York City. So in order to get that job, somebody has to either quit, retire, or die. Damn. It's just it's a job you can't get. Yeah. So yeah. nobody's quitting, or or you know. Not that, but it's just, yeah, it's rare that somebody's yeah. going to quit. Uh, nobody was of retirement age or near death age unless, you know, a freak accident. So um, for about three years, I was in touch with the guy from the union. One day he calls me up and he goes, there was a posting for the job. I already submitted your resume. I don't know if they're going to call you, but sure enough, they wound up calling me. And um, it was probably about a nine-month process because the city's red tape and all that from the yeah. time you actually get interviewed to the time you're hired to the time you start but um yeah i wound up working at dot for about 11 just under 11 years and um made all like the big giant signs you see on the highway uh -huh. and uh, what was really cool that we did a lot of well not a lot but uh because i have a hand lettering background they some higher-ups had come to us and said that Macy's is looking to have a logo painted in front of Macy's Herald Square in the street for the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So we kind of put a crew together, and every year, the Sunday before Thanksgiving, so you got Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, mm -hmm. every night we would go there, DOT because it's a city agency, doesn't need permits to shut down Broadway and all that, they would radio in for the police and they'd redirect traffic and we would paint this giant logo in the street for the parade. And every year you see like the Rockettes performing on it. And yeah, it was a pretty big deal. And we did stuff with, um, back when there was a huge run that the Knicks were going on. Uh -huh. And they had, uh, there was a song that came out called Go New York, Go New York, Yeah, go. they still have that. Yeah, still play that. Do shit. they really? Yeah, right. yeah they still I, play I that really, shit. Basketball's not my thing, but. Oh, no, Nick's been winning with a crazy lead lately, <laughs> like a 30-point lead. And I'm like, yeah, go New York, go New York, go. So, but there was an actual song that came out. Yeah. They did, like, videos and stuff. So we got hired to paint right in front of Madison Square Garden a giant Nick's logo and then going staggered down 7th Avenue in all the different lanes, it was a giant go NY go in like orange paint. And yeah, I, I have pictures of that somewhere. So is that but, like one of your most exciting like projects to work on? Because you're, the people that you've made pieces for is like, the list is insane. Just with, yeah, the, so, just with the couple pictures that I got sent, I was like, bruh. How you gonna sit yeah, on this couch yeah, and be well, like, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm we'll, regular. I'm, we'll I'm get like, to all no. that. There's, 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 there's a lot. And, and we're getting to it. But when I was working all the, on all this stuff, it's blood money. You're working at night. We had to work our regular shift. Yeah. So everything that we did was great that it was overtime because you're getting time and a half. But you're painting the street. It's back-breaking work. You're bent yeah. over. You're on your knees. The paint that we use, um, it's all oil-based paint, but they didn't use paint thinner. We used to cut it with gasoline, like to thin it. 
So oh, I can imagine the like it, your and, I, and and back then I used to smoke cigarettes. Suffered. So I had I'd have a cigarette in my mouth and I'm using paint and the fumes and but whatever I didn't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> so in like when we're doing the work, it's like oh man, I just want to be done with it. And it like it takes nights to do it. And you know when you're working seven eight hours at night on top of your regular shift and you hardly get any sleep and hardly get to eat. It, it it sucks, but then the end result when you watch on TV and then it's like, you're like I did that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. A, when I look back at all the photos, I'm like, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad I did it, and I did it for a long time. I, I the Macy's logo, I think I painted nine of them until the person that was kind of in charge of setting all it up, like like dealing with Macy's and having all the paint delivered he moved on to another position and the person that took his position kind of he didn't want to deal with all that shit so he gave them a price that was like ridiculous and Macy's wound up finding somebody that just now creates digital prints and they stick them in the street mm. they do it the night before and they take them up it's some so, vinyl bullshit vi that's all it I, is I feel it's, like shit like that doesn't have yeah. soul like, no, it look, and don't get me wrong it looks good but it it doesn't have soul. Yeah, it just doesn't have soul. Like yeah. things like especially art used to back in the day. Now, especially with AI and chippy, yeah. like our attention spans are shit now. Yeah. And now people expect shit to be here today. Like they think of an idea today and tomorrow they need it like done in real life and it's like no some things that's yeah. why I like the colossal media you know who do the all those I mean that yeah. is awesome have you seen you know the colossal media and they all the signs they do for big brands are all hand painted so you oh, and wait, by I have amazing seen them. artists yes. so you don't yeah. even realize yes you know I have seen them they're like mainly in Brooklyn well those are those are the ones that I see yeah usually. all right so they started off in Brooklyn yeah. all right so actually just to kind of back up a little bit yeah when I had my sign shop, a uh, couple of times a week people would walk in and say, oh, I'm a sign painter, I'm looking for a job. I would just throw a brush down in front of them. The second they pick it up, I already know if they're really a sign painter or not. Never gave anybody a job because nobody... My whole thing was, aside from the fact that you need to be good, you need to be fast because I was churning out so much work. Like, lunch for me was a brush in one hand, a slice of pizza in the other. So, and because if I'm not yeah. working, I'm not making money. It was my own, it was a small shop, yeah. but that's, you know, that's how it is. So, one day this kid walks in. I was probably, I'm in my mid-20s. A kid walks in, he's maybe like 19, 20 years old. And he's got on black slacks, white shirt, black tie a, a kid so he's like oh I'm, I'm you know wondering if you could teach me how to paint sign really really like soft spoken like you're not from New York right he goes no I'm from Seattle I just moved here I like how so, other like born and raised New Yorkers can like pick up easy like oh, you're yeah, not well, from here yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're not from here I could, I could smell it on you you're not from here it, as it turns out he was from Seattle he was working as a waiter at a an Italian restaurant a few blocks away, so he would walk past my sign shop every single day from the, and he was living up in the Bronx, Oof. coming down to Sheepshead Bay. Um, oh, he's built different. Yeah. <laughs> like, so that's different. He, 
I, I, because he was a nice guy, I said, well, do you have any examples of your work? He goes, I'll bring something in tomorrow. So the next day he comes in and he brings what graffiti writers call a black book, oh. which is, you know, it's a, a completely black bound book with white pages and completely blank, but he doesn't have graffiti in it. He actually has like cool character sketches, but I could tell he was a graffiti writer. So I asked him, I was like, do you write, you write graph? And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm like, right. So I pull a mark <laughs> around and I start doing paid tags. Uh -huh. And he's like, like, you write graffiti? <laughs> so um, long story short, great, great guy. I agreed to teach him. I said, here's the deal. Because he's like, I'll sweep your floors. I'll throw out your garbage. He's like, you don't have to do anything. Just listen to what I tell you to do and just do it and he would show up every day a couple of hours before work and it would I had two really large drafting tables I worked on one I gave him the other one I'd roll some paper out for him and I you know I showed him how to make like straight lines and he would paint the letter A over and over and over and over thousands of A's and then he'd move on to B and then he'd never said a peep Wow. He did everything that I told him to do, uh -huh. and then he went from you know a simple straight letter to like you know an angled. It's, it's called a casual letter, so yeah. it's like italicized. And um, yeah, he became my apprentice. And so, long story short, with him, so he wound up. He had a friend who he was. The friend was kind of sleeping on his couch. That's one of the partners of Colossal. Oh, wow. So Colossal was this guy uh -huh. and one of the owners from Mass Appeal magazine. And they kind of started it together. But kind of the idea, at least from what I got, is because my friend's name is Matt. Um, Matt was this sign painter. And he got really good. What was kind of cool about it is I would see some of his work and because I'm his influence, his work looked like very similar to mine. But I'd go, did I make that or did Matt make that? So, um, yeah, so I, I, as far as I know, I believe the idea for Colossal kind of came about indirectly from the fact that I had taught Matt and Matt was hand lettering and it's like, you know, guys, I mean, he's sleeping on the guy's couch. So it's yeah. not like a huge future is ahead of him but the idea came and um kind of that's how colossal media was born and they are by far the largest in the world they were actually just bought out by um like a, a big company like they you know sold yeah. out and i mean and sold out in a good way um yeah they're, and they're, yeah. they're they're New York, they're Los Angeles, they're Chicago. I think they're um, San Francisco, uh -huh. but they're and yeah, wow. they're a real deal. I, I didn't even realize that when I mentioned it. <laughs> that is that yeah. is crazy. So you basically influence. Like I, I don't want to say that <laughs> I I did, but I I think at some on some level, at least from the stories that I've gotten over the years. Uh -huh. Like, I, I definitely have 
some kind of connection in that regard. And anytime I go to Colossal, it's like, yo, like, you know, so, which is, which is dope. Oh, that's so. dope that the love is always there. Oh, absolutely. Like yeah. Or a few years back, um, they, not for sale, they would make hoodies, uh -huh. but just for the crew and, you know, like some clients they would give yeah, them like to. Yeah, like exclusive type of shit. Right. So yeah. it was just a black hoodie and then in, in the back said, you know, Colossal Media. So they asked me if I would design one. So their slogan is always hand paint. So I did their Colossal logo and then I, in my like casual style, wrote always hand paint. Uh -huh. And, you know, you see up on some of these like, you know, uh, scissor lifts the guys work and you see my hoodie in the back oh so, that's dope yeah it's, yeah it's nice well that's again the audacity <laughs> the audacity that you have to be like no I'm okay but then you're yeah, a fucking legend I, I, just, <laughs> so it's like, I just don't look at it that way I mean it, it yeah it is but you're him yeah. it's okay thank you it's, you could just sit with that and I think you're really you. an artist. When you're an artist, yeah. there's always further to go. So you like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're still doing new things and growing. And yeah. I, like I see it, like in your works, like even like where you're doing different things with the letterings and the like the finishes. Yeah, yeah I always try to. Um, I don't want it to get stale. Yeah, which, I was, it, which it can. I was just about to ask you. You've yeah. been in the game for so long, and your stories say that. Like what. All right, pushes so, you now all right, well, to stay well, let, let, Let's great. even, there's still more to the story on to even get where we even are. Uh-huh. So, um, when I had, when I started working at DOT, I also had my sign shop. And when I opened up my sign shop, I opened up with a friend of mine. So we went into business together. I was handling all of the, the all the hand lettering. He was doing like all the business stuff. But, when they say don't mix business and friendship, oh no, did, yeah, it no. it didn't work. Once he it, like the slacking started a few years in, but once I had my city job and the sign shop, well now it's like he thinks I'm not giving a hundred percent, so he gave even less. But um, so the sign shop wound up closing down, and I was I did like an eleven years at DOT, and um didn't pick up a brush at all other than like you know the the logos we would paint in the street everything is computerized mm. so i kind of just forgot about it like you know sign painting hand lettering was something that i had done in the past and i no longer do i'm still creating signs but this is the way it is now so um just to fast forward a little bit um I had a like a graffiti artist friend that was making like you know small graffiti canvases and he had a website and he would sell kind of graffiti style canvases along with other writers. So he hit me up one day. This is I'm going to say 2015ish and um and said, "Why don't you like go on Amazon, order a couple of canvases, get some paint markers and do some tags and throw-ups and sell them on the website." So I did that for a couple of years, and every so often I'd, you know, make some stuff. And uh, one Christmas, he came up with the idea to do, like, the 12 days of Christmas, and each day he's going to highlight another one of the graffiti writers, and he made, you know, he'd do, like, little Instagram videos and post them. So I do a couple of canvases with, like, some pieces on it, some tags, some throw-ups, and... I was like, I'm kind of bored of that. 
So I take it was a small little canvas, like a nine by twelve, and I take some acrylic paint and I paint it just all a solid yellow background. And I pull out some paint markers and then I'm like, let me try to make this little canvas, but in the format of how I would paint my paper signs. So my tag was paid. So when I when I wrote graffiti, I wrote paid. When I started uh-huh. DJing, I was DJ paid. Everybody knew me in the neighborhood, Peter paid, because uh-huh. it just kind of rolled off the tongue. So one of the crews that I was down with was called MSD, which was a crew from Bushwick. Uh-huh. Stood for Mad Subway Demons. So I did a small little MSD crew, and then I wrote paid one in like a bold letter, and then I did like 1984, but as like a price. Uh-huh. So I'm like, all right, a little interesting. So I did a couple of little variations like that, and um, he put them up on the website, and I think one of them sold. So I was like, I want to kind of see where this style, style um, doing it in this format, where it's going to go. So what I used to do a lot, and I got, when I, the sign shop that I served an apprenticeship at, I got yelled at constantly. So when I first started learning how to paint paper signs, everything was like, you know, a solid color paper, whether it's yellow or pink or orange or green with, you know, black, red or blue paint. Um, One day he broke out a can of like fluorescent spray paint and he, you know, goes, he comes over and he sprays like to highlights and stuff and then he cut out a cardboard a star and and I was like I like that so I would do that but I would go overboard like when you see my stuff now it's super like you have a white background but there's 50 colors on it so he would yell at me he goes what's all this shit you doing it looks terrible it's too much it's too much you're taking away from it but I loved it so when I went out on my own I'm like well I have nobody to tell me you can't do it. So that was kind of my thing where I would add all these colors because when somebody would put a sale sign in their window, the objective is for people walking by or driving by to see it. Yes. And the more colorful it is, it's going to turn their head and my shit worked. So um, so it's fast forward. I decide, let me get some fluorescent spray paint. Let me just spray the border and do some stuff. And I spray up a canvas, and I'm like, what am I going to write on? I was doing it all with, like, little paint markers. So it pops into my head, because music, going back, the whole DJ thing, um, I couldn't fit a tribe called Quest, because it's such a small canvas, so I did ATCQ, and I did Lyrics to Go, which is one of their songs, Yes. and then The Year as a price, and I'm like... I got something. You wanted something. So then I did another one, which was, I did a Wu-Tang Clan, Protect Your Neck. Uh-huh. And then I did a main source, Live at the Barbecue. All on little canvases. So I take pictures of them. I send them to my friend who has the website. I was like, do me a favor, put them up. So he puts them up the next day. Gone. Five minutes, they're gone. So I'm like, he goes, yo, you gotta make some more. So I'm, I get some more canvases and now I'm making them. And um, 
I couldn't make them fast enough. And I'm selling them for like $30. But they're little things yeah. that I'm doing them with paint markers. So I'm, I'm going through so many of them. And then people are like, can you make one you know, bigger? So I tried making them bigger. But with paint markers, it's kind of difficult because now I'm like drawing the letters out. But I'm now filling them in. It just doesn't have the same feel. Yeah. So I'm like, I got my brushes. I had my I had my brushes from the nineties. Uh-huh. I never got rid. They they you know they were stored away. So I pick up some sign paint, and um. I, there was a lot of rust in the beginning, but I um. I you know I stopped painting some stuff, and I I had like my personal Instagram paint. It was actually DJ Paid was my Instagram. Uh-huh. So I said, well, let me create a new. Instagram page that's going to be for this art. So when everybody knew me, well not every, what I was going under was paid MSD because I didn't know what every you know paid was my tag and MSD was the crew that I yeah. pushed most. So um, I create this new Instagram account. I'm telling people to follow me. I had under a hundred followers, and um, I reach out to one of my boys from back in the graffiti days. His name is Chino. Chino B-Y-I. Uh-huh. So Chino's been... To, to say he made a career, like a legitimate career out of graffiti, putting people together, like he knows everybody and he knows everybody that needs something and he's like a... Like, oh, like you, a, need, you need A and B? Like a dot have, connector. Yeah, I have A and B here. But he knows the best of the best of the best. So I hit him up and I says, hey, this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Would you mind, po- like, I, I want to paint you something. Would you mind posting it on Instagram? He does Instagram stories. He doesn't post anything. Like, it's rare that he'll... Oh, kind of like me. <laughs> he'll actually, like, for him to do a post, it's a big deal. So... I paint him, you know, BYI, Chino, and then, like, you know, year, whatever. I give him the canvas, and um, a week goes by, two weeks goes by. I don't hear anything. He's doing me a favor, so I don't want to, you know. So in the interim, I bump into, at an art show, uh, another guy, Keo, X-Men. So I'm talking to Keo, and I'm showing him what I'm doing, and he goes... Dude, he goes, I have like, you know, 50,000 followers. He goes, oh, people want my stickers. He goes, it will be a pleasure to post something that's, you know, other. So I was like, all right, so let me make you something and da 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 So I, I get uh, some artwork to him and, you know, like another week goes by and I'm still, you know, doing small things and I'm posting them on my Instagram, but... Nobody's really seeing it. Uh-huh. So, you know, I can only... I'm selling what it is I'm putting out there, but it's just the reach is nothing. Uh-huh. So it was it was a Friday night, and I'm sitting in my apartment. It's literally like, like 8, 9 o'clock at night, and all of a sudden my phone... Bloop, 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 just notifications that could not keep up with itself. It was yeah. I almost looked there was something wrong with my phone. Chino posted my artwork and said to give me a follow and I I hit easy a thousand followers that weekend. Oh I love that for you. And then the next day Keo posted. So it was like 
just it was going. like back to back, just back to back crazy. to back to back to back. But the thing is, now I'm seeing the people that liked his or their posts are Eric Hayes, Stretch Armstrong, uh, Spike Lee, like like all just. Yeah. So I'm like. In, in their DMs going, I made that, I made that, I made that. Let me make you something. Let me make, and everybody's like, oh, absolutely. Um, so the two first people that I hit up that were like, yes, were Eric Hayes and Say Adams. So um, I make them both canvases and Say goes, come to my studio, come drop it off. So I go there. Couldn't have been nicer. Like just spend probably about an hour and a half there and he's just he's like a hip-hop history lesson in a person so um it was a few days later Hayes I had his artwork ready he goes I'll come to the studio and drop it off now let me just back up a hair so while all of this stuff is going on like it's a lot happening at once and somebody reached out to me and said, there's an art fair coming, coming to New York. They were in London the year before. It's a new art fair. It's called Moniker. So they were going to have something in New York. And they had like a location on Broadway and like a, a block or two south of like Astor Place. It was like somewhere over there. So um, I have a connection. The guy that reached out to me, I got a connection with this gallery and you can get in there. I made a mistake in the gallery that I was dealing and I don't know if it's just something that happens in that world. I had to pay like $3,500 for wall space to put my artwork up in this gallery. And the art fair itself was great, but nobody bought anything. Yeah. Not just didn't buy my work. Everybody I don't think anything should. in the whole art fair. They had people coming through and pictures and photos and all of that stuff was good in the sense that it got me more exposure. But I make paintings to sell them. Yeah. So, you know, look, not everything is going to sell. But, you know, when you're in an art fair and then it just cost you $3,500 to put yeah. your shit up. We prefer I, to make money on I, this I, side. I at least want to break <laughs> even would be, yeah. you know, would have been nice. But I didn't sell anything. But at the end of the day, whatever. I made a lot of connections and all that was good. But now just to back up a little. So when I was by Eric Hayes' studio, I'm giving him basically what we're talking about right now, my whole yeah. history. So he goes, no, I know. He goes, I spoke to Chino. And Chino gave me the rundown on you, and he goes, you're, you're real deal. So I was telling him about the moniker art fair, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to put some artwork in it, but I'm not sure what I'm going to do. And he goes, well, and he sat down with me, and he goes, well, how big is the wall? And he drew out, like, all right, so let's go one big one and, like, four small ones because you want a statement piece and blah, 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 blah. So I'm painting everything on a small little drafting table in my living room. So he says, um, you need to do something big. So I'm like, well, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I don't disagree. Next day, my phone rings, 212 area code. I'm like, I don't, I don't know who this is. I answer uh -huh. the phone. He goes, hey, um, it, it's Hayes. 
uh, I was thinking about our conversation yesterday, and many years ago, somebody helped me out, and I want to pay it forward to you. So all the room you need, come to my studio, and you can paint your whole series in my studio. So um, other than thank you, like I, I didn't even yeah. know what to say. I mean, just going in there... Forget about the artwork that he's working on that's great. He has a whole showroom area, and if you're familiar with his history, forget, you know, it's, you know, Beastie Boys and LL Cool J album covers and motorcycles and just collaborations with everybody. And it's, you're literally looking at the actual one-of-one one sneakers that he made, to, you know, for one of the Air Force One drops that he did. And it's just, it, it's, un, it's incredible to look at. So um, I'm glad you said that because I was like, I want everyone to get who this is that sees something so special in you. Yeah, he's like, yeah, one. I mean, say Adams and him; those are like icons. Uh, yeah. So um, I go, I go to a studio. I have like have the canvases there and everything. My paint, and it's the day I'm getting ready to paint, and he has a. We'll call him his, his studio assistant, but he's his right arm and part of his left arm. His name is Jay. So Jay is kind of quiet the whole time, but Jay's really like behind the scenes running the whole show. It's always the quiet ones. Yeah. It's always the quiet so, ones. So, um, Hayes. <laughs> you see what I mean? He, he's, he, Hayes is like, they're watching me, and I'm, I have some charcoal, and I'm like laying stuff out, and the way. As a sign painter, you would do like straight lines on something. I would have a yardstick and I would hold a pencil or charcoal at the end of the yardstick, and then I would hold uh, the bottom of it along the edge of the canvas, and you kind of slide across. And you can make perfectly straight lines like really, really quickly. Uh -huh. So he sees me doing that, and he looks at Jay and he goes, Oh, he goes, Yeah. Like we got we got the real one here, so because you could tell just the way somebody works on their tools and uh -huh. so um yeah so I yeah I I paint all the artwork there and uh, moniker was you know was what it was but from that point on like Hayes and I had gotten super super close like mentors and. Anytime I have a question, I called him the other day. I had, I'm like, yo, I'm thinking about blah, 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 and I want to get your opinion. And he's like, okay, yes, da, 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 da. And then, like, we had emails going back. He's like, I do this, do this, do this, And, yeah, to bounce, to have somebody to bounce stuff off of is great. To have somebody like Hayes to bounce stuff off of is, forget godsend. It's, you, you can't. Like, yeah. it just doesn't happen. I couldn't dream for it to happen. And now it's like we, we talk all the time, go like go to the house, barbecues. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's kind of... Now kinda... that I know all this, I am like... Like, you thought I was excited for Thursday. I'm like even more excited because yeah. I'm not, not going to lie. Last time I went to your event, the Landmark event, throughout the summer, you had the custom Peter Paid um, beer the can. The beer can. I kept that shit. It's right now sitting in my bookcase because I was I was drinking it. I was there with one of my friends, and he I'm drinking I'm drinking it, and I'm like three four beers in, so I'm kind of feeling it. 
And he's like, you better not throw that shit away. You know what's you funny? Better not is I brought you some stuff, away. including one of the cans, because I didn't know you had it. So I have one. <laughs> yes, I have yeah. one. I have, I have one. one and, my mom, and my mom, obviously, she's like an old school Dominican woman. She's like, why do you have a can there? Why do you have an empty beer can there? I did a I'm new like, one. Ah, it's art. Yeah. It's art. I did a new one for this okay. event and the second week. December 2nd. We're going to do like a can signing. Yeah. That's, I want to get into it. Your event that's but, coming. Okay. Well, no, yeah, 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 yeah. There's still more because yeah. you were getting into all the people that have my. Yeah. So aside from guys like Say Adams and Eric Hayes and Keo having my artwork. So Chino calls me up one day. This is right around the time of... Actually, it's just past Monica. Actually, hold on. Let me back up. Just before Monica, uh-huh. I did my first solo show at a bar in Brooklyn called Beerwax, which is, uh, you know, like craft... Beer. I'm not a beer guy, and it's all like the fancy, like hipster beer. Uh-huh. But in that bar, they have behind the bar all vinyl... And they have real deal vinyl DJs that come in and spin. So they're all about music. So my artwork really fit in well with their whole. Mm-hmm. So um, what was cool is we have my event. And then like a couple of, it might have been the following week on Instagram. Are you familiar with Stretch and Bobito? Yeah. All right. So... Bobito is standing behind, uh, standing in front of one of my paintings. It's going, yo, Peter Page, like that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like, holy shit. And then I see, um, because they were handling, the bar was handling the sales of any artwork, that I see um, one of my paintings sold, and it comes to is Jose Parla, who's a very, very, very big deal in the art world. So he, he actually bought, I did a stretch on Bobito, painting uh-huh. he bought it so which was freaking awesome anyway so chino calls me up one day i'm just sitting on the couch he calls me up and we're bullshitting for like an hour and he says so i just the reason for the actual phone call is um beyond the streets which was an event i knew about the year before they had in los angeles and i knew from him that they were coming to new york at some point wasn't sure exactly when. So he says, tomorrow night is the VIP reception, and I want you to come as my guest. So I'm like, absolutely. Let me back up just a hair. One of the paintings I had that didn't sell, because most of the ones did, uh-huh. in the Beer Wax show was Ella Cool J Rock the Bells. Oh. Now, every time I posted one of my paintings, I always tagged the artist they don't follow me so they don't see it but people that they do follow like Chino and maybe Hayes so somehow LL wound up liking the Rock the Bells painting that I did okay Uh, I'm at the VIP reception of Beyond the Streets packed it's a who's who of art and graffiti and music and everybody it just so happens um ll is hosting it he's got a crowd of a thousand people around him and i'm not even thinking about the painting yeah so um 
an hour or two goes by. Um, it was a two-level show, and I'm upstairs, and I'm like, hold on. He liked the Rock the Bells painting. So I go on my phone, I'm scrolling, 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 scrolling. I get the Rock the Bells painting. He's in the midst of a conversation with a circle around him. And uh, I wait for a break in the conversation. I just take my phone and I stick it like right in his face. And he goes, you painted that? So I go, yeah. And he grabs me and hugs me. He's like, oh my God, I love it. I love it. I love it. So, I was like, it's yours. Because I still had it, never yeah. sold. So he pulls his assistant over. He goes, take his information, da, 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 like coordinate, whatever. So I shipped the artwork out to LL. It was probably about two or three weeks later, maybe not even. Actually, it wasn't. It was actually that next week. So the curator of Beyond the Streets is this guy named Roger Gastman, who is... He puts together, like, some of the illest, like, art shows, and he's done films with, you know, Banksy, Exit to the Gift Shop, and yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, yeah. he's behind, he's behind that all that stuff. So, um, Chino emails me and says, introduction, Roger, Pete, blah, 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 blah. So, they wanted to bring me in to actually paint at Beyond the Streets live, and, you know, make some paper signs and sell them to people. So we did that, and unbelievable, like, reception. Uh, I think it was the following week, Chino calls me up and says, um, DMC is coming in, he's supposed to do an art talk, and Stretch Armstrong was supposed to DJ it, he can't make it. You want to get on? So I'm like, absolutely. If any, like, Chino, Chino, Keo. Say and Hayes. They asked me for anything. They yeah. needed a kidney. They <laughs> done. I owe those guys so much. So um, I'm like, absolutely. Besides, I love DJing. Yeah. So I'm like, well, if I'm DJing and DMC is going to be there, I'm rocking uh, Run DMC King of Rock painting. And I bring it to be on the streets. I give it to DMC. He loves it. And that same night, while I'm posting photos of DMC holding my artwork and at the art talk, LL Cool J also posts a picture of him with the Rock the Bells painting hanging in his office, and he tags me and everything. So now it's just... Oh, that follower never went. Oh, yeah. it wasn't a thousand anymore, huh? No, it's... My follower count on Instagram is nothing crazy, but... It's 100% organic, never paid for a follow, a like, none of that. It, it's, I, want, I want to know real who's yeah. following me, not, not some fake shit. So, um, but what I've been very fortunate in is been able to get my artwork into the hands of, like, a lot of guys that musically I fuck with yeah. and have been since I'm a kid. So, um, probably about a year and a half, two, no, two years ago, maybe it's even a little longer, Exhibit, the rapper, yeah. was following me. And he was reposting my shit a lot, a lot. So, he hits me up, and he's, um, one of his songs that he had is called Napalm. 
but he also came out with like I think it's a weed brand. I don't smoke, so I don't know the I, whole. I think I know exactly what you're talking about because I I took a a smoking break. I still consume THC. I just do edibles. I just wanted to give my lungs a break, but I don't know exactly what you're talking about. He came out with like a vape thing. I, could be. I think it it's, was like it, a vape. It, thing, and it's called probably. napalm. Yeah. So he hits me up and he's like, "Yo, I want to get a napalm artwork." So I'm like, "I got you." So I had done for a, an also an, a, a show that I was doing around the summer that I had beyond the streets. Um, I did a painting of it was my take on Dr. Dre's The Chronic, which I friggin' loved, and I was like, "Oh, this shit's selling." And it didn't sell. A lot of other stuff did, thankfully, but this one yeah. didn't. And it just sat. I had it hanging in my studio. Exhibit goes, is that chronic artwork still available? So I'm like, yeah, why? He goes, I want to gift it to Dr. Dre for his birthday. How much is it? I said, if you get a photo of Dr. Dre holding the artwork, it's nothing. So he's like, say Easy. less. He's, yeah. like, I got, he's like, I got you. So I make his artwork, I ship it out with the... So he sends me a photo of Dr. Dre holding the thing. He goes, but don't post it. Because it was like two weeks later that Dr. Dre was doing the Super Bowl. And he was doing like an like a social media, like silent, like yeah. nothing, no post, no nothing until he does the Super Bowl. So I waited for that and then boom, I put it out. And yeah, holding holding on to that type of heat for two weeks yeah, is crazy. Yeah, it wasn't easy because I'm, oh, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm looking at it. This. Oh. Yeah. Oh damn, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, and, and there's so many more. Yeah. Like stories like that, which are just another just because I, I have so many, and once I just go, oh, I don't, I yeah, don't it's, doubt it's like it. Verbal, like, verbal diary, I just keep yeah, going. Yeah, no, all the pictures that I see, even the ones that like, other than the ones in the email and your IG, like literally, you just Google Peter Pate, and all you see is all. It's like it, it rolls up like a Rolodex. Just that's yeah. not even just that. You just like even the other day, we we're meeting with someone from like a music company. And I'm like looking at his page, and like the first thing I see is he has a Peter Paid piece in the back. Really? Yeah, that's what it was. Like. Cool. And it was—it's just so funny that so many people, and such different types of people. Like Nem's just—I was like, this needs to be yeah. the video for the show because yeah. he's like, here well, goes the Coney legend. Island. He's right, yeah. right by me. Yeah, so. we saw. We went to. We actually interviewed Nem's about a year and a half ago, probably two years, okay. and we actually went to Coney Island, right. spent a whole day with him. It was super fire. We did a little bit of Christmas shopping with him, and I tell you what, the shit that comes out of that man's mouth is, I love it, because I, I fucking love it, because it's so unpredictable. Yeah. Like but he's I, also really nice. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, like, like, like he, he, you, he, you expect, when I, when I stop by the store, just like to bullshit, he's like, like he's not, don't, know, don't ever disrespect me. I mean, no, he he's is, like, but he's... like he's, a fucking teddy bear. Yeah, like, he's I love such that. a good guy. I love nice. him for that. He's, he's so super nice. nice. And every time he's he a sees good dude. me and stuff like that, I'm like, I'm nobody. But every time he sees me, he Stop recognizes it. me. Like, he still sees, he's like, yo, what's good? That's what I, I know he's you. always like, like that. Yeah, and like, I, he I won't so forget a face, and I appreciate that. Because there's a lot of people that I will just interview them once, post them, they'll give me a thank you, and then after that, it's complete disconnect. And then I'll see them again. And I'll be like, hey, and then they'll make a face like, I, I know you, but I don't know you. I'm just going to fake the funk and just <laughs> go with it. On Sunday, I was, uh, I was in Sheepside Bay. I, was, I, I live in Bay Ridge. So I was 
going to be passing by Coney Island on the Bell Parkway. So I shot him a text. You buy the store, I'll swing by. He goes, yeah, 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 roll through. So I come by the store, and uh, I get out of the car. He does his, don't ever disrespect me, yeah, whatever. <laughs> so we're saying, what's up, whatever. And then once he puts the phone down, well, once he stops recording, he, he goes like that. I see him going like this on his phone. He goes, I shouldn't show you this, but I'm going to show it to you. <laughs> and he goes, he opens up his calendar, and he shows Thursday, and he goes, like Peter Page's event, nice. and he goes, I was just going to surprise you and show up there, but... Yeah, nice. so he should That's be there so Thursday. You know, he's always, he's a supportive guy. He's come through to stuff. Like, he really, yeah. I feel like, that's not someone I'm close with, but I've known for many years. And even from when I used to do park events, he's like, right, would you do one in Brooklyn? Like, he's just real. He's a good dude. Just yeah, wants to really, do stuff. Yeah. And he's a worker, you know. Yeah, really when people is. say hustler, it could be in a bad way. And, it, and like, when they people are like, I'm a hustler. And they're like, no, you're not supposed to hustle your people. Yes. No, that dude grinds and everything he gets he deserves because he yeah. works hard. Like Peter, you know. Yeah. So. No, hearing like getting to know <laughs> Nems and like his backstory and then just seeing everything that he did, especially for Byron, the dude he helped out yeah. and stuff like that. Like literally getting him out the shelter, getting a whole apartment for him, and just because of the power of social media, I was like, this is. You're, you're a different breed, bro, and I was respect it and I love it and I accept it. What I love about him is. So he and and he he's said it. That's he's not going to put money in your hand, uh -huh. but he's going to give you opportunity yes. to make money. Yes, and he does because he put like you. I don't know if you watch his podcast outside with Gorilla Nems. Yeah, I, I've, it's hysterical. I, I watch, watch it, it here and there. I watch it all the time. It's so funny. Um, but he's got his boys that are with him that that yeah. he fucks with all day long, and now they're you know what they're going to do with it. Who knows? But it's a window. They're out there. It's yeah. a window and opportunity. So. And I should, I should you not. I wish I was making this up. As soon as I got there with the crew and everything like that, and we're just waiting for Nems to get settled in and stuff like that, right outside the barbershop that he's always in. Mm -hmm. Outside, mind you, it is December. Fucking freezing. I'm there with my long-ass jacket. There's a dude and a wife beater giving tattoos on some <laughs> jailhouse shit outside on the block. And they look at me. Back then, I didn't have a lick of tats. Now I have a whole bunch. Um, he was like, yo, shorty, you want to get tatty? I was like, nah, bro, I'm good. I'm good. He was like, you sure you don't want to get tatty? It's for free. I was like, Yeah, no, you, you don't want a free tattoo. I'm I'm no, that's what I was going to say. There's yeah. nothing good about a free tattoo. tattoo. For, for a real, no. Actually, I wouldn't say for a really short stretch, but when I was working at DOT... On the side, I actually got into tattooing, and I was just because oh, yeah, that's dope. There's good money in yeah. tattoos, and at this point, it was still illegal in New York. But I had rented at this huge kind of like loft style apartment, and I created a whole section like half of my apartment, and it was a, like a tattoo studio. Yeah. And I could just you know be watching TV on a Wednesday night, and all of a sudden you know get messages, yo, you available? And then I'm tattooing till three or four o'clock in the morning. Wow! And it's all cash. So, but when I was learning, I was doing tattoos for free because you just want free, you know, yeah. you want skin. Just free game. And I sucked, but <laughs> I did it. I wouldn't do. Sorry to those people. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do a tattoo that I thought was. I'm curious. Like if it was really outside my ability, I would say no. Yeah. And I wouldn't let the person get out of the chair until it was something that I felt was at least okay for a rookie tattoo yeah. artist. 
And, you know, eventually I got better. I wasn't by no stretch great or a legit, yeah. at least what I would say, Ted, especially the kind of work you see now. It's just yeah. insane. But, yeah, no, I did it. So what's the longest that you had somebody sit in your chair to get a free tattoo? I'd say average is maybe two, three hours. Oh, you know, right. And then taking breaks in yeah. between. Yeah. I, I never did it's anything that, that was like really large because it just it was it would have been out of my ability uh -huh. so i would handle what i was comfortable with right. so yeah i wasn't an asshole about yeah. it <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of art and all the everything art because dj tattoo artist Graffiti. I don't You're know just, if I put tattoo artists in that, but but just a you, little. You it's picked, on the resume. You picked but up it's, the pen. Yeah, you picked it up. I'm doing everything goes on the resume. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's my new like, thing. As, like, yeah. fuck it. If your resume is two pages long, then fuck it. That's it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, right, right, I do yeah. it, I do it as a joke sometimes. Like I'll be like, oh, I did this for you, secretary. Now, like you know, like just adding shit. <laughs> oh, in that like, case, yeah. it's like it. I'm like, like you should throw that there. I'm like site locator. Fuck it. So you have a month-long exhibit coming yes. on Thursday, curated by the amazing Kate. Thank you. Um, and you have your amazing events, the Landmark. So you are definitely going to be back on this couch because I know it's coming back in January. And I cannot wait for it because the last one was super dope. Um, so what can... Oh, and it's also a collab with the Bronx Brewery right. at Hudson Yard. So what can your fans and younger audience, because it is going to be at the Hudson Yard, which is a greater scope. It, I, like the good thing about it being there, I feel like it's people here. Oh, you want to go to the Bronx and automatically are like, get the fuck out of here. That's the fucking Bronx. I'm not yeah. going over there. It's deep as shit. Uh, I don't like, go above 14th Street. Exactly. There's a so, whole bunch of people that move like that. There's a yeah. whole bunch of people that it's like, oh, past 125th, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. Like, fuck that. I came out to the Bronx event over it the summer. The, it wasn't even the Bronx, but it was uptown. So it was, <laughs> that wasn't the Bronx? <laughs> it felt like the Bronx. Street. Is that close it enough? It was 124th Street. That's the Bronx. Third <laughs> Avenue. Wait, the Bronx? Yeah, what, wait, you're at event last time? From Landmark Festival. Yeah, the Landmark. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't go past what's going on. I was right there. I thought I was Me in, neither. like, Albany. Oh, we wouldn't right, have been. Yeah, that was... Yeah, so yeah. what can I, I love going, but the ride... Look, I'm South Brooklyn. And real <laughs> no, South know, Brooklyn. Like, people call Park Slope and whatever South. That's no. not South Brooklyn. No. Um, I mean, I grew up, like, just outside of Coney Island. And uh -huh. Bay Ridge now is, you know, five minutes away, so it's not the real tip but it's down there so it's a long ride especially when you hit that bqe oh i know yeah. i know so yeah um bronx brewery they reached out to kate to see if i'd be interested in doing another bear can because the one that we did in the summer yeah. like oh the heaters are wild in the background yeah yeah sorry um, guys it's just new york heaters so <laughs> what what started off as you know would I be interested in doing a beer can turned into, well, if you have any artwork laying around that you just want to put up in the location, if it sells, yeah. it sells, if it doesn't, it doesn't, um, turned into, well, let's go there and talk and, you know, and really, I don't like to, as much as I can, I don't like to just flat out say no. And honestly, like, other than doing the beer can, I really didn't want to just... I don't want to hang my artwork in a bar. I think yeah. I've worked hard enough that I'm at a level where I'm kind of past 
that. Yeah. And it's not a that, that no, there's a knock no, on it's, that. No, it's not a it's slight, just, it's not a it's knock. Not it's just you all. recognizing your worth. Like you put you've yes. done this much work and yeah. it's you and, and, I, and to, I yeah, and I freaking I yeah. yeah, I work. Yeah. So um we sat down with Damien who's the president of Bronx Brewery, uh me, him and Kate. We sat down, had a beer and like I'm looking at the location. First of all, I've never not that it's crazy to say, but I saw Hudson Yards being built, but I've just I've never been in Hudson Yards since it's built. And you know, I go in and I had no idea that it was actually in a mall. And but once you go in there and it's, you know, Van Cleef and Arpels and Dior and it's 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 a yeah. good one. It's not Claire's and no, you know, no. and no, Annie's it's, it's pretzels. A little, it's a little bougie. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. bougie. So right there I'm like, all right, so while we're sitting down at the table, um, looking now, their walls are kind of, not kind of, the walls are all painted by a graffiti artist. Is it um, Andre, Andre Trainer? Okay. So Shout out to Andre. yeah, yeah. And, and they're all black walls, but he's got super colorful stuff, and it's really really busy. So I'm not thinking like, where am I, I going to put my stuff? Like it just didn't feel. So Damien said that. And we saw there's like a steel structure that's kind of above and the center of the bar. And he goes, what about hanging the stuff like kind of up there? So I'm looking at it and I'm like, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I could work with it. So we got some photos and we got measurements. And while we're sitting back down at the table discussing it, I'm like, I don't think I'm just going to take a couple of old pieces that are just sitting around. I'm going to make a whole bunch of new shit for this. So people have new are going to see new oh, unreleased yeah, yeah, shit yeah. on Thursday? Yeah. Oh. Well, well, well I, I've been teasing stuff. videos like on Instagram. Candy, but Story there's some good but, ones. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the stuff that I haven't I've put out. So, I'm, um, I'm so excited. It's like, so I, I have a clipboard with post-its and all different you know, pieces of paper. Anytime I get an idea, oh, I want to do this one. I always write it down. And I have like a, just this list that I, of a lot of artwork that I want to paint. And some of them I've gotten to, but there's so many that I haven't. And a lot of them, not a lot of them, but there's 20 paintings in the show total. I think Eight of them are smaller, older ones. Twelve of them are newer ones. Um, there are a lot of ones that I just I wanted to get, but I some of them I approached kind of in a different way. They're still done. Like you look and you say, "Oh, he did that." Yeah. But instead of um, like a white background with spray painting all different colors, um, for one of them I painted the whole background I rolled on it's like a fluorescent green acrylic and then which dries flat but then the paint that I used on top of it is all super high gloss so not only do you get the contrast in colors but then you get a contrast in sheens and there's a few paintings in the show that are like that which you're not going to pick up in a photo seeing it like on Instagram yeah so. Meaning that people, you guys can go in person yeah, and observe. And I will say this, because um, I, I'm very, I this is my first show inside a bar with art. Like, I'm, you know, I'm very particular about location. Uh -huh. 
And one thing about Bronx Brewery is they're not a typical bar. They they pride themselves on being involved with the art. Yes. You yeah. know, up, up, they get their main brewery. They have a ton of great artists who have done work up there. Yeah. And they really wanted to branch more and I think do more of the artwork. So it was a really great marriage this summer with the festival. And then having them work together, we had Bronx Brewery there. Mm -hmm. And they really liked Peter. Working together with them was great. And so when they were asking me about doing something with them, like we were talking, both of us were just kind of like, Peter kind of be perfect to just, because we knew it could work well. And I feel like whose art in here can we still keep the integrity of the art and it can be valued. And I felt like Peter's work, because of the sign work, it really could still shine in, in a certain kind of setting, it, you know? And I, I will say that all of us, when we first got there, were like, and then when thinking about putting it up there, it really, I think it'll really work. And yeah, that location, you know, you get such a good variety of people and tourists and, you know, it is Hip Hop 50 and I think, yeah. You know, we were like, should we, we were talking about doing it kind of around that. And it just made sense. You know, that's what he, you know, really, the bulk of his work is dedicated. And his whole career, I mean, you heard it, it started with the breaking. Yeah. I mean, this, another one of these guys that's just like all the elements, the real culture. Yeah. So it, it, it deserves I, to be celebrated yeah, by I, those people. And <laughs> I do have to ask, it's probably just me seeing the correlation because I, I feel like I have slight ADD to a certain level. Do you feel like there's a correlation between your art style and airbrush t-shirts? All right, so yes. Because I and, feel like there is. All right. And a lot of signs. Yes. Because of the way that I address the, like the spring, the different yeah. colors and stuff, absolutely. Um, there was an artist growing up, and actually he's become a... a a, a close friend, he writes ends. His name is Marcus Suarez. Who, when I was a kid, he was like an airbrush, a t-shirt airbrush artist in what was a flea market in South Brooklyn called Caesar's Bay Bazaar. And like everybody, if you like everybody, Shirt King Fade is known for yes. the hip hop yes. stuff. Yep. But he was like the South Brooklyn version of that. Uh, but was also like. A, a prominent subway bomber and then like he's a, a a super respected fine artist he's done like really big stuff with a uh, uh absolute vodka and he's yeah. um he's done a lot of work with pam anderson like he's tight with her back in the day and he's, he's just done a lot of stuff but yeah i would go to caesar's bay and just watch him airbrushing so absolutely the the way he would put colors and shirt king fade, like all that background stuff, absolutely plays into what I do in the background as well. Nice. So, do you think you could give us like a sneak peek of like a piece that you're planning on yeah. debuting? I'll show you all. I don't care. Yay! <laughs> do you, you, you have your. Yeah, on my, yeah. For my eyes only. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, we're not going to show it on the camera. No. Because anybody watching no. there has to come on Thursday. Yeah, no, they oh, have okay. to. Yeah. They, if they want to see the greatness, they got to get their butts over there. Yeah, I'll, I'll show not, you once, yeah, once we finish up. Yeah, it's not in the Bronx, up. you guys. You guys don't got to take the six or whatever it is I, the Bronx. I swear, no. I try not to even take the breath when I say Bronx worry because people get like, eh. You yeah. know, like, no, and I'm like, no, it's like, not Yeah, and, and it's nothing. No, no. It's dope in there. It is. Not like in the Bronx. No, the energy. I've been up there. No, I love that. 
energy space. over there is and beautiful. I, in the summer, because of that outdoor yeah, space. Yeah, they have so but, many outdoor activities, especially like like um, like especially with the Puerto Rican community being so like out there over Scratch there. Scratch bastard, he did yes, a cool thing like out they, there. They've had a lot yeah, of. They, it's Scratch bastard. What did I, did I pronounce it hard? <laughs> yeah. You know, listen. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, you should know that. It's Scratch Bastid. Listen. B-A-S-T-I-D. I'm kind of famous for bad pronunciations. <laughs> right? Usually, at least, they'll be, like, amusing. He's so dope. Yeah, I'm bad for, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm bad for, I'm bad pronouncing I'm things, so too. And then, so especially bad. with Instagram, because I'll be, like, putting the spaces the wrong place. So, like, oh. I think <laughs> it's terrible. We'll say that for later. No, if anything, we're products of the New York public school system, so that's yeah. all right. We got a little flavor. Yeah, a little flavor yeah, or something. Everyone's always calling you this. Let me let me show you how you do this different. <laughs> so, and Jess, I am so sorry. I said this is going to be a 35 to 45 minute no, interview. Yeah. I am so sorry. What time did we start? I have no clue. <laughs> like, Wait. It's been... Uh, like 5:15 ish, I think. Like, was it an hour and yeah. a half? Yeah. So? <laughs> no, it always happens. Here, like five. <laughs> it it okay. No, it's I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Everybody mm-hmm. else kind of hates it, and I'm just like, no, we're vibing. Just let the vibes vibe. No, she's just a part of the family. I already yeah. invited her to January. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, we're definitely covering yeah. January like, too, and yep. Thursday. Like, don't yep. worry, we got yeah. you. So I wanted to play a cute little fast game of this or that. Okay. So, oil or acrylic paint? Oil. Why? Because that's just what I use. You're just more comfortable with oil? It flows. But, 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 so there's different oil paint. There's oil paint like when, like the fine artists do. Yeah. The paint that I use is an oil-based paint. Like the sign paint. Yeah. It's, it's oil. So that's just why I choose. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Coffee. Gotcha. Black, no sugar. On some real New Yorker shit. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a real New Yorker, and I don't. I don't well, because I like, sugar. I actually like the taste of coffee. Yeah, I, not my my sister's Shots. like, it's Shots. this much sugar in it, and then it's vanilla creamer in hazelnut coffee. I'm like, you don't fucking like coffee. Uh, okay, so do you prefer to work with music on or in silence? Oh, I always have music on, always. What's your go-to track? Um, it's not that I have a go-to track. What I usually do is I have Jazzy Jeff playing mixes in the background. Yeah. He's, my, he's my all-time, yeah. and, yeah. and I got to paint a painting for him. Oh, no, I peeped. And, I saw that, yeah. too. And I saw that. a collaboration in the works. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Frank exclusive. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> so are you more creative in the daytime or in the nighttime? It, it varies. It, yeah, it doesn't matter. Gotcha. So, Bodega Coffee or one of the hipster cafe brewery coffees? It's, I, neither. I Honestly, I like Starbucks. A lot of people think it's shit. I'm just so used to the taste of Starbucks. Yeah. Bodega Coffee, I don't think I've ever had in my life. Ever. I've had Bodega Hot Chocolate. But okay. I, but, but I never had... Because who knows? It's sitting around, whatever. And hipster fancy coffee, although... I'll. I'll drink an iced coffee. Yeah. The regular stuff, I don't know, just... They'll have, like, like I'll drink lavender it. infused <laughs> yeah, coffee. No, no. And I, I'm just like, bro, I let like, me just get light and sweet, three sugars, that's it. I like coffee-flavored coffee. coffee. <laughs> no, me too. I really don't like flavored coffee. Yankees game or a Knicks game? An Islanders game. Oh, wow. I'm hot. Look the, at that. It's the only sport I watch. I'll watch the Super Bowl. I'll watch the World Series, like, yeah. like maybe, but I'm hockey. 
I'm a basketball girl. Like I, I, basketball, basketball and soccer. I like, would say basketball would be a number two, but it's so far down. It's 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 hockey and it's really nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> so Coney Island Boardwalk or Rockaway Beach? Oh, Coney Island. <laughs> yeah. What I, a story. I, I've been to the Rockaway Beach. Board, I don't even want to call it a boardwalk. It's not a boardwalk. It's like cement now. Oh, good. But no, no. Yeah. Coney Island, Brighton yeah. Beach, 100%. I've been to Brighton Beach mad times, but the one time that I went to Coney Island, it was literally <coughs> probably like 10 years ago. Okay. And I'm from Queens, born and raised in Queens, so my Queens ass had no business in Coney Island, especially like no, senior every, year. Coney Island's for everybody. Senior year, the cops didn't think so because it was senior cut day. And oh, I, yeah. Uh, well, senior cut yeah, day. it was senior cut day, and that was the first and last time I ever got picked up in a paddy wagon. Like, I literally had, I walked the boardwalk for five minutes, and then after that, I said, Huh, I'm hungry, let's go to Nathan's. And all I hear is whoop whoop, right? And they're like, Yo, you two, come here. And I'm like, Okay, I'm 16, I should be good, I should be good. Nope, they were like, You gotta be 17 or older with parental guidance or something like that. To be walking around here, and it's not even 12. So my parents from Queens, Long Island City, had to drive all the way to Coney Island to pick me up. The cops at one point were like, sir, you can't beat your daughter here. You got to beat her, like, behind closed doors. You can't touch her here. It was that bad. Did you get your Nathans? Ever? No, I never. But you've I, had Nathan's. Yeah, I've had Nathan's, right. but I never got my Nathan's that, that day, day from yeah, that yeah. Coney Island. And now, every time my friends are like, you want to go to Nathan's? I'm like maybe they're like the one in Coney Island I'm like shit I should should take advantage of it more than I do I mean it's been years since I've had it but yeah I mean like now we're all gonna want it after this yeah probably (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the MoMA or the Met I don't know I'm gonna say the Met because it's the Met I know the same way. Moma's dope. Yeah. Oh no, the Moma's dope. But yeah, but nothing is the Met. No, you could purposely get lost in yeah. the Met. And I love that. Yeah, Met is so dope. So the Bronx Zoo or New York Aquarium? New York Aquarium. Because in Coney Island. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, that's in the Bronx. It's in the Bronx. I, although I did a couple He's of years like, ago, me and my girl went to the Cloisters. Beautiful. Which, oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, and that's actually like this. It's, it's like a couple of years ago we ventured in that. It has something to up, do with the Met. Area. Yeah, I don't remember why. A couple we, years ago we took a, a hike up there. You, you know what? Was it, I think, was it COVID or just before? I don't remember why we were up there. But it was cool because we actually then went to like Arthur Avenue and hit uh-huh. like all that shit there. But I was like, yeah, I'm never fucking coming back here. <laughs> You're like, you got no reason to come yeah, back it's, here. Yeah, it's Fuck too this. far. I came, I saw I a concert, and I'm shit, out. I got to tell you shit in my neighborhood, so. <laughs> So a chopped cheese or a classic New York slice? All right, so New York slice, hundred percent. But but I wouldn't put those two together. I would say chopped cheese or bacon, egg, and cheese. I was gonna, I was gonna. Okay, so I was gonna do that one, but I was like, one of them can be lunch and dinner, and the other one is kind of just breakfast and late dinner, depending how late you leave. All right. So I was like, okay, both could be lunches. New York pizza over everything. Uh, bacon, egg, and cheese over chopped cheese because I haven't heard of a chopped cheese up until a couple of years ago. I don't know how it really? became like, oh, yeah, New no, York chopped cheese. Yeah, it's always been bacon, egg, and cheese. Yeah. So, yeah, but I did have my first and actually only chopped cheese about a year ago and, oh, man, it was good. Oh, yeah. 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 I was like, I see what it's all about now. Yeah. And it came, it was, it was actually probably bougie chopped cheese because it came with yucca fries. 
Oh, that is bougie. Oh, but I, but fuck yeah, it. But, Treat yeah. yourself. Yeah, nah. Fuck it. Yeah, yucca is like potatoes, like strong cousin. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, zebra cakes or cosmic brownies? Zebra. Nice. Yeah. I walked into the supermarket the other day and uh, Disclosure, well, Disclosure. Those are like the little, little was, Debbie's ones, right? Yeah, 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 yeah the little yeah, Debbie ones. Yeah. I was smacked, but I walked into the supermarket and I see the big rectangle box of like two for five cosmic brownies. I was like, ooh, y'all coming home with me. Yeah, see, I haven't had I that. Took four of them. Literally since this I'm a kid. the only thing that but, stayed the same price I have in my supermarket too. Yeah. But <laughs> what I fucked with harder than those were cream pies. I was gonna, What guy doesn't like that? Yeah. And... <laughs> Uh, and honey buns. Honey buns. Oh, my God. I had a dude in my science yeah. class at high school that would always, a coffee, literally just like that, black with a little bit of sugar and honey bun. Yeah, no, it, didn't no. matter, it, oh. it didn't matter if he walked in early as shit or two hours late to class. Like, he had that honey bun on him. Yeah, and, he no. was, and he was eating it and smacking it like. Because they're honey, that's it. The sticky. I was like, bro. Oh, God. Uh, and... Raspberry cheesecake, like the regular regular uh, raspberry cheesecake, or Junior's original cheesecake. Junior's. Yeah. Yeah. Anything yeah, in Brooklyn, involving yeah. Brooklyn. Yeah. 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 Well, I just I like plain cheesecake, it, and it's yeah. if there's nothing. No, and, I, but, I, honestly, but, if you said raspberry, I would have judged a little because I'm like Junior's. It's fucking Junior's. <laughs> okay, and I'm, I'll defend Junior's to the death for straight regular cheesecake, but. Ricotta cheesecake, Italian cheesecake, oh. over regular cheesecake any day. I'm going to have to try that yeah. one. And the first time I ever had it, I remember I was a little kid, and I had gone out to dinner with my grandfather. And for dessert, I ordered cheesecake, and mm. it was Italian cheesecake. It's a, It looks similar, but the consistency is different, the flavors, it's definitely milder. And I hated it because it was something... It's like going to take a sip of Sprite and it's seltzer. You're yeah. expecting something oh, different, yeah. so it fucks your head up. Yeah. But as an adult, Italian cheesecake, all day. Nice. Now i got to ask, but you're probably going to be biased. Italian cheesecake or Dominican cake? What's Dominican cake? You never had Dominican cake? Like just straight up regular, regular Dominican cake? Uh, you say Dominican cake? Oh. Um, Wow. Like yeah. like tres leche? Yeah. Oh. Like tres leche like <coughs> shit. Like yeah, you know what I'm Yeah. You see? Oh. You see? But yeah. like even even outside of tres leche, Dominican regular regular cake is amazing. Alright, yeah, that but would But tres leche at it, this point. it would depend on mood, but there's a Spanish restaurant that I order from in my neighborhood every so often. And when it comes in like the little plastic thing and the bottom is all like milk yes and yeah oh that's how i judge it because sometimes yeah. the bodega will have uh, it on the side and i'm like no i need to get the one that got the most no it's like the most almost like floating in there yeah. oh it's so good yeah okay well i'm happy we agreed on that um is there anything else that you want your viewers and people to know about Thursday's event well because I know it's going to be fire it's at Hudson Yards it's on the yes. second floor yes in Hudson e Yards the entrance is by the vessel 
because we when we first went I there, wish there because, was footage yeah we didn't even know I just wish there was footage because I know at one point it turns around and Peter was standing in <laughs> something looking we're, we're, we're walking around we're like it's I said the address is 20 Hudson Yards what the fuck does that mean it's not it's <laughs> not like a building we oh there it says it was 20 in the wall yeah we had no idea so we're walking around looking looking uh-huh. looking we're, and what was cool was there was um, the car show. there was a car like all like exotic like Ferraris, Ferraris yeah. and yeah, all like lined up. So it was dope. We had tons of people out there. But anyway, so yeah, we walk into the mall, and sure enough, it was yeah. in there. And when I when I realized it was in a mall, I was like, oh, it's in a mall. But then when we walked in there, I was like, I, an, okay, this is not. It this, was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I think I not, used the same example. Like, there's no Claire's. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's a really, no offense, really, really nice. They mall, might be going back so. road, but it's okay. Yeah. What I like about it is the fact that I'm going to get eyes on my artwork that I wouldn't normally have. Yes. So in that regard, um, yeah, and I, th- I think it'll be awesome. And they've done good work there, sorry to, but they, you know, I think they really wanted to create a certain environment there, even though it's inside a mall. So they not only did the front of their restaurant, but there's an adjacent restaurant where they yeah. were like, can we do it over here? So there's benches. They put like lights as if it was outside. Mm-hmm. So I think especially like, Peter's done fancy, like a special sign for the, you know, for the window. And I think all of it together, it's going to be not what you'd definitely expect. If you're like, oh, it's going to be in this bar and mall. It's it's really going to be nice. It's a nice space. They did a nice yeah, job. It seems like it's going to be more outside of the actual place than in yeah. it. Yeah. Because is Large going to be set up He's going to out- be inside, I think. Inside. Like right in the front by that okay. window, I think. Oh, that right. is true. So yeah, Large Professor. Large professor. The legendary the Large legendary, Professor. Yes. DJing. Thank and you, Large. He um there'll be two he has some people to bring with him uh, DJ late for dinner and Carazilla uh-huh. are both great just to like you know get get it started I think and then it will be large professor and it's so funny because just quickly I went to the you know to the beyond the streets thing and this is before like me and Peter know all the same people like I love Chino but like me and Peter for some reason never connected no and literally like we know I feel like it's crazy so. When he, when I was doing the landmark, he was like so perfect because I didn't want to do something like, it's cool to have like posters and signs, but I was like, I just want this to be so special that I want it to be like handmade for this show, like with feeling. Yeah. And I was like looking, I was like, I think I have this good picture of you, and I do, and it's him doing the artwork at the Beyond the Streets, and he's wearing a Live at the Barbecue T-shirt. Am I? Yes. Yeah. Which is you know large <laughs> professor. So I was like, oh, this is so meant to be. It's crazy. So. And even when I was talking about it, I asked Large, he's like, no, that's Peter Page. He's like, nah, I'm I'm there. Like, he has so much respect for you. Such a full circle moment. And I think you could tell after hearing him, like, this was like after the artist talk. We had an artist talk for the last show for yeah. Landmark. And he's like, oh, I don't usually do stuff. Every single person after was like, I love Peter Page. I appreciate his artwork so much. I'm not kidding. Everyone. Um... And I think with this show and even, you know, this opportunity for him to speak a little more, like, he is, like, the real deal. Like, he keeps saying people realize that about him, but he's just so authentic. The quality of the work is so crazy. And just even the way he goes about the work is so professional. And, like, even when you were telling that story where you were, like, when you first started the sign shop, I was like, I can't even picture you messing up. Like, I don't even, I was like... You see those. I, I, I kind if you look, <laughs> the the artwork that I posted today was yeah. the Empire State of Mind. This you, you catch it. There was shit happens sometimes, yeah. uh-huh. and I accidentally, and I 
put paint outside of one of the letters. So I take like a little paper towel with some paint thinner on it and I clean it off and then, you know, shit happens. And it's, I don't want to say it's rare that it happens. It doesn't happen frequently, but it does happen. Yeah. It's, you know, you're human. And there's, that's also that, when I would DJ and I would record mixes, I mean, I kind of, I prided myself on like really long, smooth blends. Like I was, I, I did, I did play hip hop, but I was primarily like a house music DJ and a lot of like disco and stuff like that. And a big thing with house is just like long, seamless transitions. But when you're DJing live, sometimes you fuck up a record yeah. skips or something. And I would always leave little things like that in my mixes because it's a human element. And, you know, I, I, I think that's dope. So early on, I made a painting, one of my closest, closest friends. And I send it to him and he he calls me up a couple days later. He's like, you know, I'm spending fucking an hour over here with an eraser erasing all of your pencil lines on there. I'm like, you idiot. The pencil lines are part of the artwork so you can see how I laid stuff out and... I leave that stuff on there. And he goes, oh, no, I, I thought you just, you got lazy and you left them. It's it's all part of <laughs> the artwork. Like, like, when I would, in the commercial art, like, sign world, create a sign, you lay it out with pencil or with charcoal. Yeah, and it's small lines. You don't really see it when it's in a window. But if you go up, you can look and say, oh, these are, that's how he followed, you know, so it's all part of... The story of yeah. what's up. It's kind of like the blueprint so, to yeah to the pavement that was laid out. That is amazing. Yeah. I, this has been educational, and I love everything about it. And Thank I you, I'm so excited for Thursday, like especially one we got the exclusive, <laughs> and then on top of that, this is gonna be like you're unleashing new work to the world that yeah. nobody has seen, except me in a little couple yeah, minutes. Say. <laughs> excited. So where can people find you on Instagram and all the give all the all, your, it, all the good stuff. Instagram is at Peter Paid NYC, and my website is peterpaid.com. And you, Kate? Um, on Instagram, it is Kate underscore NYC underscore. Uh, well, thank you for coming here, thank guys. Thank you for having me. Thank you for watching. If you've watched this long, I'm assuming Jess, again, I'm sorry. <laughs> we love Jess. <laughs> Um, just go ahead, like, subscribe, all the things that the regular, regular YouTubers say. And, yeah, we'll see you guys. Thank you. Bye.